Welcome to Pressing Buttons, a podcast about video games. In today's episode, Nick and I discuss our favorite games, TV shows, and movies from 2022. Enjoy the show! Hello, and welcome to Pressing Buttons. I'm Hugo. I'm Nick. And it's another great week, another great episode of Pressing Buttons. It's your last episode for the year, guys. So, woohoo! Super excited. One full year pressing buttons, man. Can you believe it? Can you believe this excitement? Almost one full year. Well, yeah, but, you know, it, it will be. It's Close enough. Like, You're just rounding yeah. up. Yeah, we're, we're like right there. And round up. We're like right there. So, it's only fitting. It is the end of the year. Everybody's doing their rap uh, list. You got Twitch. You got Spotify. You got anything under the sun doing a, a rap list. So, <laughs> we decided to get in on the fun. And today's episode is going to focus on Nick and I's top games of the year and also top TV shows and movies of the year uh, because we do like to share during our closing thoughts, we like to share our movies and TV shows that we're watching um, or just anything that we're doing um, so, so you guys, our listeners, can kind of keep up and, and see if you might want to try one of the things that we, we like to watch, play, or, or whatever. Um, but before we, we get to that part of the show, we want to say a big thank you. You know, um, we started the show at the beginning of the year, first week of January. Uh, we want to thank everybody for the support. It's been a very strong year. Um, we get a lot of listeners on, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and we also get a lot of um, YouTube watchers uh, watching the video once we started doing video. So we want to thank uh, give a big thank you to all our supporters, um, and we just want you guys to know that we are doing everything to make the show even better every time we make an episode, and 2023, I think we're going to take off, and we're going to be doing so much more. We're going to be branching, uh, you know, we don't know what we're going to do. We we never plan anything concrete, but... Yeah, this do. is actually the first time hearing that we're going to be doing more next year. We do big things. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't know, we don't know what Huge they are. things. But, yeah, uh, no, no idea what they are, but we're doing them. Um, yeah, we're yeah, doing you know, big things. While, we're, while we have a couple-week break, you know, that would be a good time for us to figure out what, what the game plan is for next year. So we'll, we'll, need to, we'll come up with something. At a minimum, there's going to be even bigger giveaways... Oh yeah! After the success of the Game Awards, yeah, and then more trips. So I think we'll be planning on hitting up some of the trade shows, whether that's E3 or whatever the equivalent gaming show is around the summertime um, that we think is worth taking a trip to. Uh, TGS, we're maybe to TGS. Tokyo Game Show. Yeah, we decided to skip out on Evo in Tokyo, so we're probably going to leave that trip for the end of the year. And, uh, and and do TGS. Everything's up in the air, but we are very committed to the show. I know it's not our primary focus because we both have jobs and lives that we do, but we do try to do our best in uh, doing an episode every week, unless it's like a holiday or whatever. But this being the 46th episode, the last episode of the year, we will be taking a two-week break. Uh, we'll be break taking a two-week break during Christmas for those who celebrate, for those who don't during the holidays and uh, New Year's break. Um, so this will be the last episode of the year, 46 episodes, great milestone. So uh, let's get into it. Let's get into the top games of 2022 for Nick and Hugo. Um, we made a, a short list, uh, five games, five top games. But before we share the list, we did want to kind of um, call out a couple other games that we, we feel like 
were also good games, but just didn't make the list. We did play a lot of games this year. Um, for me, I want to say Final Fantasy XIV, Resident Evil um, 2 and 3 Remake, uh, 8 Village. Um, what else? Uh, well, I can't remember the other stuff. Evil West. Just a bunch of games that we really enjoyed, well, that I enjoyed myself playing. Um, didn't make the, the top five list, but I definitely, you know, you you play a lot of games during the year, and they're all good because I enjoy playing video games, so just didn't make the, the top five. If it was like a top 50, maybe I could name them all or whatever. But uh, what about you? Any Any... Noteworthy games that you want to call out that are not on your list? Honorable mentions. Uh, yeah, I think one one that I thought about whether to include in the top five, but I I don't think it quite made it was the the new uh, Turtles game. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge. Oh yeah, we put some time on that one. Yeah, that was which was game. yeah, it was just super fun. It was it was a great game, but it was a little bit too like you know we just kind of like breeze through it, and then probably we'll never like go back into it but we had a really good good time with it so I'd throw that in there maybe a little bit of Final Fantasy 14 um, I think I hit that pretty hard more at the the end of last year when Endwalker launched but I think there was like a runoff period into the beginning of the year where I played a little bit of that so maybe I'd, I'd put that in there and then the other one that's kind of tough to place is um, the analog pocket so that's more of a you know hardware but because of having that new piece of hardware, I was playing a ton of retro games. And so I might throw a Chrono Trigger, uh, which I'm almost almost about to beat again. Um, so I throw Chrono Trigger in there. All right, That's honorable mentions. Yeah. yeah, honorable mentions to old school classics on Super Nintendo. Honorable mentions to some new systems, uh, even though they're not as popular as you would say the PS5 and the Xbox. The Analog Pocket for Nick. The Steam Deck for me as well. We forgot about the Steam Deck real quick. Steam Deck did come out this year. We both purchased it. We enjoy it uh, as a hardware device. Definitely uh, awesome get. So honorable mention to those uh, games and, and systems. Um, but now we will get to the top five in no particular order. Uh, we both have, you guessed it, Elden Ring. Elden Ring we both have as our as our. First, uh, on, well, first on the list. Obviously, um, during the beginning of the year, for a lot of the episodes of the show, we did talk a lot about uh, Elden Ring, our anticipation for Elden Ring. I think we c couldn't stop mentioning Elden Ring in every episode until the release of the game. And even after the release of the game, we still talked about it for a couple more episodes before we decided to stop so you guys could keep listening to us instead of think thinking it was a Elden Ring podcast. But rightly so, uh, we... we well, I personally think Elden Ring Game of the Year. Um, it won all the awards, mostly at, at the Game Awards between Elden Ring and God of War. I think they, they rightly deserve the, the awards. But Elden Ring is my personal number one Game of the Year. The world, amazing. Gameplay, amazing. Um, narrative, even though a lot of people say they don't see it, it's in there. Um, really amazing. Combat's amazing. Open-worldness. So the, there was a reason we couldn't stop talking about this game for about two and a half to three months. Um your thoughts on, on Elden Ring? It's number one, baby. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I have too much other than that. Uh, I was confident it was going to be game of the year. It was, I think, very comfortably my most played game. Uh, most played game this year. I think I had over 120 hours, which I think is still more than 
some of these other more like live service games like Fortnite or whatever or, or Rocket League. I still think in that single player game, I put in more time than a lot of these other, you know, multiplayer persistent games. So, yeah. The one game that had us playing uh, up to the late hours of the night, we were we were playing this like one, two in the morning and it's been a while. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty clear. Like, I think I've, I've mentioned this like anecdote a few times, but it, it became to a point where my where my wife was just like, what is going on? <laughs> who, who is this She knows that I play a lot of video games, but this was just such an extreme way that I was playing this game all the time. Uh, so I think that's a pretty good indicator that there's something special about it. And uh, that's why it's my never, you know, top game for the year. And I think that's why it's winning truckloads of awards. All right. Elden Ring, number one, baby. Um, you, said, wait. you said no particular order, but I like that we just were like, okay, well, Elden yeah, Ring we, is going to be number one, and then everything else is... Yeah, we had Elden Ring in our mind as soon as we... Well, as soon as I put the list, I was like, Elden Ring's number one, and I, you did the yeah. same, so that was pretty awesome. Uh, second game on my list is God of War. I definitely enjoyed the narrative of, uh, narrative of it. Um, the acting in it, the motion capture... Everybody played a great, amazing part. I did enjoy that in this second outing uh, for the game, they focus a lot on other characters. Uh, Sindri, uh, they focus a lot on Sindri. They focus a lot on Freya. They focus a lot on uh, Thor. No spoilers here, but I do. I did enjoy that they expanded the characters. Now you're just not talking about uh, Kratos and Atreus. Um, the combat's still amazing. Uh, it's such depth to it, even though it's very simple. Um, the graphics amazing. I love me some uh, Norse mythology as well. They definitely stepped it up from from part one. Um, so that that's it for me. That's number two on me. Well, not necessarily number two overall, but just that's my second one. What about you? It might be interesting to note that I specifically don't have God of War anywhere on my list, and that's. Not a reflection of the game. It's more on me and not being able to get as far along. You've been into so busy it. doing some, uh, playing some other things, doing some other stuff that you just haven't gotten to it. Yeah. What What happened? So Analog Pocket. I lost a week because of that. I think the other you, was it Fortnite. You went on was vacation. A, no, you you went. You, you took a, oh yeah, uh, Thanksgiving yeah, yeah, vacation. Yeah, Thanksgiving, and then so I had a big road trip there, and then uh, I mean now it's. Street Fighter and and the new Fortnite trip. So there's just always there's always distractions with all just, the content around the holidays. That you had to seize, yeah. You had yeah. to seize that three to four day period, like I did after Thanksgiving. Yeah, and just beat it. But you so know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. So it's so I guess maybe this will make it a you know if it if I end up liking it, um, maybe it'll end up in my list next year. But that's that's why it's not going to be in my list, even though I. You know, I think I expect to see this game in a lot of people's top top five, top ten games list for 2022. So it's not on mine. Uh, instead, I have Neon White, uh, which I kind of viewed this as a, I don't know, call it like a sleeper hit or, or something like that. But like when I came out, my main draw to it was actually the music because I'm very, I'm very familiar with uh, the artist who does the soundtrack for the game. Uh, the name is uh, Machine Girl. Uh, I think that was, that was, it was, I was really just sold on the music and I always had this idea of, of, oh, Machine Girl would be great to do a video game soundtrack at some point. So that was my initial hook into wanting to check the game out. 
And then when I started playing it, um, it's it's hard to describe, but it's it's very um, you just feel you basically just feel like a god when you play this game. It's very puzzle like in terms of its mechanics, um, but when you actually figure out the right sequence of events of you know you got to use these weapons and jump the in this pattern to you know get through the level or, or clear the mission. Once you figure it out, it just feels it feels so good, and it's like not something I felt in a game in a in a really long time. Where it's kind of the more maybe more like arcadey uh, type feel, but yeah, re- really enjoyed that. I played. I don't know if I, I don't think I fully beat it, but I put in like I don't know like twenty something hours into it, and you know beat the main campaign, and then started getting into a little bit of the you know trying to fully complete it and all that, but just didn't didn't fully complete it so that's definitely a top five for me and i was i was happy to see that i got some recognition in the game awards i was a little bummed that it didn't didn't win anything um but you know at least it's on my top five list all right that's a good that's a good pick i'm gonna have to check it out um in 2023 next on my list and this one shouldn't be a lot of uh, a big surprise for people following the show it's Lost Ark. Lost Ark took a lot of my time at the beginning of the year. Right before Elden Ring came out, I was wondering what I was going to play. And little did I know this little free game that came out um, that was an MMO, which was, you know, I was anti-MMO at the beginning of the year. And now I'm pro-MMO. Uh, Nick had been uh, bugging me for a while to get into Final Fantasy. And then I saw this MMO that was free, and I was like, let me try this out first, even though Final Fantasy is free as well, but um, definitely put a lot of time into it. I checked uh, my Steam. I had about 200 hours into it. I was picking up all these Kokoro Seed-type things. There were like a thousand or more, and they were really hard to get, and for some reason, I like collecting shit, and it just hooked me with that, so I picked up like 600 of them things before I let go of the game, but... Great game, love the classes, love the combat. Unfortunately, I did not stay with it just because it is very time-consuming. It's a lot of time they had to put into the game. MMOs are very, very time-consuming, and I already have enough time-consuming games on my plate. Um, But definitely uh, one of my games of the year just because it was amazing. I enjoyed it. Uh, I played with a lot of people. Everybody who I played with enjoyed it while they were playing it, and they're still playing it. So... Shout out to Lost Ark for being my first MMO that I actually enjoyed, and it pushed me to actually check out other MMOs like Final Fantasy XIV, which Nick had been telling me to play for a while, um, which I did check out. So I'll say a little little honorable mention on the side of this one. Final Fantasy XIV, which I also played, uh, beat the first uh, campaign of Realm Reborn. Still got to get back into it, so who knows? Maybe 2023 will also be the year of MMO for me with some uh, Final Fantasy XIV. Sounds good. Um, next for me is another indie title, uh, Vampire Survivors. So earlier we mentioned Steam Deck as as being an honor mention, and at least from my perspective, I kind of view this as two sides of the same coin. Where when I first got my Steam Deck, I was basically just playing Vampire Survivors like almost exclusively. I did you know play other other titles on it as well, more just to kind of experiment. Uh, just be like, oh, like, can I play this on Steam Deck? Okay, I can or I can't. And if I can, maybe I'll figure out some way of playing it portably down the road. But um, probably like over 80% of my hours spent on, on, on the Steam Deck was with Vampire Survivors. So I just played 
played a ton of that. Um, I think it was like two dollars. It was you know I, I got it when I was still in early access or whatever they were calling you know that that build of the game. So I think I got it for a couple bucks uh, after already getting it for free on Game Pass. But I wanted it for for free on Game Pass. Uh, but I wanted I wanted to specifically play it on Steam Deck. So I had to. I was you know more than happy to spend a couple dollars so I could easily play it on on Steam Deck and. Uh, have you have you played the game at all, or have you seen? No, I've seen a play? lot of uh, a lot of videos and stuff, and also while I was watching um, League of Legends, some of the players uh, that were streaming they would have that on the side while they were waiting to queue up because it takes them so long to queue in. So I kind of got the gist of it. I didn't know the name of it until you mentioned oh, it. Okay. That, that you know, I didn't correlate one and one. Yeah, it's just it's just unbelievable how simple simple of a game it is but it's you know very addictive very fun to progress and upgrade your characters and unlock things and so um yeah so it's just it's just kind of kind of crazy to me like how a game comes out like that it's two dollars very simple but you know generated some of the highest level of enjoyment i had in games in, in 2022 so um, so yeah, that, that, that was great, you know, great kind of showcase for, for indie titles this year and just looking, you know, whether it's my top five or top 10, there really wasn't much, there wasn't that many releases from a triple a, you know, game, game developer perspective, at least ones that I like. So, so it's good that indies were able to, you know, kind of fill, fill some gaps with really the release schedule and, you know. Fortunately, there's like a lot of really good titles out there. Yeah, going back on, on that real quick, uh, I remember when the PS4 came out and they offered uh, Resogun for free as uh, the, one of the first games on PlayStation Plus, and it being a free game didn't really hinder it. It was a great game, kind of the same thing. You collect stuff, you shoot them up. It, you know, it's it's just very active all the time. So. You know, you, you, even if it's a simple mechanic, I, as long as you're having fun and you enjoy it, I, it's, that's the reason it's on your list, man. And more people should check it out. I'm going to check it out, especially at such a price. I think it's still like three or four bucks, and the DLC is like two bucks. So I think they doubled the big. price, man. Oh, man. You're shit out of luck. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I think it's like five bucks now or whatever it is. But <laughs> you missed your window. window. Yeah. yeah. All right, next game on my list, and this is a bit of a surprise just because I, I feel like not a lot of people played it or it wasn't on a lot of people's radar, but considering uh, the franchise that it kind of uh, came from, I definitely had to get it and check it out, and especially the type of game, and that's Final Fantasy Origins Stranger of Paradise. So when this first came out, there was a lot of you know shit talking on it just because it looked ridiculous, the uh, the demos were ridiculous with all the dialogue that they had. And the game itself was ridiculous with the dialogue, um, but in a good way, where I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny uh, how seriously it took itself. But I also enjoyed the story, uh, the ending. It kind of gives you a nice twist um, if you're a Final Fantasy fan, so you should check it out. The combat um, is from the the Team Ninja, who worked on Neo. Is it? Yeah, Team Ninja, who worked on Neo. Um, so, you know, it's a game already, a game type I really liked. I, I enjoyed what they did with Final Fantasy characters, Final Fantasy uh, uh, monsters, and Final Fantasy story. Um, it's nice to see other studios kind of 
uh, get get their hand in on on other studios' IPs and and see how they shape it and how they can make it work to their style. So really enjoyable game. Um, play the DLC as well. Great DLC. I gotta play the last one that just came out uh, about a month ago, but. Stranger Paradise, if you're a big Final Fantasy fan, if you're a big Soulsborne, if you're a big Team Ninja fan, definitely check it out. What's next on your list? Yeah, I'd actually add, going back to honorable mentions, I think that Stranger Paradise would definitely be a, an honorable mention for me. Um, yeah, because you, you played it before I did. Yeah. Well, the, wait, I can't remember. Did that... Weren't we just talking about this? Didn't it come out? Did it come actually come out this year, or did I actually complete yeah. it? No, no, no. I I just remembered it came out like in the summer. <laughs> we just, summer? Oh my god, <laughs> man! We're lost in time, man. It came out in the summer. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, so it's def- clear, clearly an honorable mention for me. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I just thought it was not quite for me, at least. You know, at at, at the level for me to consider it a, a top five game experience for me so but definitely an honorable mention uh for my next i think i might actually group these up so for my next two of my top five um they're live service games uh so one's Fortnite, and the other is is rocket league uh i have them on the list because they were just mainstays basically every week certainly rocket league is something that i play every week uh fortnite more you know i guess cyclical based on whenever they're releasing new content but i was almost always playing that at least you know once every couple weeks and then most recently with uh the new chapter uh chapter four it's awesome so i've been i've probably played i've played a lot i mean i i've stop playing God of War because I've been having such a good time with the new Fortnite chapters. So, um, so I don't know. I think that's okay. I mean, I guess it's, it's, it's a top five list of 2022. I don't think we're necessarily being too rigid around the games must have been, you know, released this year. And I think this is going to be a trend where just live service games, if anything, there's just going to be increasingly, increasingly more of them. So, just when I think about kind of like my time spent in 2022, like those two games, like, you know, m- must be on there. Um, and again, just because there haven't been that many big releases in in, in this year, like I think that's just kind of how it needs to be. If I didn't have them on there, like I literally don't know what else I'd put on the list. So that's another. No, way no, to think yeah. About it. This is our list. This is it's our top games of 2022. Doesn't mean they had to come out in 2022, which is uh, I'll talk about it on my next game. But I, I did want to. You have so good, dude. Yeah, so I did want to talk about Fortnite. Definitely, um, we did play it at the beginning of the year just because we wanted to play something uh, together. We played with our friend uh, a sniper who was carrying us through the build mode. Um, but then with the no build mode, especially in chapter four, it, it has become more fun for me. I don't know why I didn't try it out sooner. I have been playing it the last couple of weeks. I am enjoying it more. Um, we always did, uh, praise Epic for how well they, they've done with Fortnite, with all the IPs that they've been able to get into the game and, uh, just work it into their system and every character that uh, every new character skin that they release is always great. And you know, somebody's going to buy it and you never know what you're going to see out there, uh, on the Island, but definitely a great game. 
no build mode is the shit. <laughs> so um, definitely, I think it's going to be a staple now. I'm, I'm getting back into it because I did play a lot of Fortnite uh, when it when it originally released until all the freaks started building castles and stuff. And I was like, I can't do this. I'm out. Uh, but speaking of, of games that have been out there for a while, I did want to mention, I didn't mention Destiny because I always play Destiny, but the Witch Queen expansion as well, uh, really great expansion, brought the game up for, for this new year, especially with the next expansion coming up, uh, with the new subclasses and everything, uh, the, the rework and all that stuff, I wanted to give that a shout out. But my last game on my top five games of the list of, the, of 2022 is Yakuza Kiwami 1 and 2. That's two games. I know, I know, but they're like the same game. Uh, the reason being, it's uh, it's it's an older title. It's a remaster of the first two uh, Yakuza games. But Nick had been telling me to play them for a while, and I was like, uh, I don't know, I'll get to it. Um, but definitely, I I should have played them earlier. Um, the remasters are great. They make the the graphics look great. They make the gameplay much better. Um, the story itself, it's pretty kind of dramatic, but it's pretty fun dramatic. A bunch of Yakuza's going at each other over money. Um, but it's much more than that. There's also a little girl that has lost her mother involved, and you have to take care of her. Um, but it's a great series. Definitely, uh, I'm glad I checked it out, even after all these years that it's been out. And I'm glad that I... I'm now a fan of the Yakuza franchise for all the future Yakuza games. My next on the list would be uh, Yakuza 6, which is uh, like a dragon, right? Uh, no, that's 7. Whichever one the, the like a dragon is. Uh, yeah, that's With seven. a new character because it's a new mechanic. It's, it's an RPG mechanic. And I know that was one of the games that Nick was playing a lot last year. So definitely going to check that out. Um and that's it. That's it for my for our our list. So just a quick recap. On my end, we got Elden Ring, God of War, Lost Ark, Final Fantasy Origins, Stranger of Paradise, and Yakuza Kiwami One and Two. And on your end, what do you have, Nick? Elden Ring, Neon White, Vampire Survivors, Fortnite, and Rocket League. Yeah. So, so it's one one AAA. To rule you know, yeah, one, one AAA title that launched in 2022, two indies, and two live service games, which yeah. I expect that to be very different next year, where I think it's probably going to be five, it's, it's five meaty, meaty, you know, AAA titles. So yeah. should be a pretty different composition next year, I think. Yeah, first episode of 2023 is probably going to focus on how meaty 2023 is going to be in terms of video games. Um, but yeah, that's our list. Um, for anybody listening, if you'd like to share what your top games of 2022 that you played, whether they came out in 2022 or they were released in the previous year, please let us know. Jump on Discord, the Pressing Buns Discord. It's The link is in our website so you can get in. Share with us because we want to know what other games we might have missed so we can get on later down the road. We can play them uh, and we want to see what you guys like. Just one addition, if you ever needed evidence that people can change, the fact that there's an MMO on Hugo's top five list is, yeah, it's all you need to see. If you would have told this to old Hugo, old Hugo would have called you a liar. But new Hugo, new Hugo likes MMOs. I, I remember that had to have been years of me being, oh yeah, you know, Final Fantasy fourteen or whatever, and you make. Too many buttons on the screen and too many things to do. Too many things to do. And I was like, but yeah, I think you 
Yeah. You like that. <laughs> Little did I know that I was going to do all the things. I was going to yeah. farm. I was going to craft. I was going to collect seeds. Oh, it's a great game. Create Anyways. a podcast called Pressing Buttons. And talk about Lost Ark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are our top games. Uh, and uh, can't wait to see what 2023 has in store for us. Uh, now we're going to move on. Obviously, uh, for all our listeners, you, know, you guys know that we... Um, always do our closing thoughts we like to let you guys know what we're watching uh during the week or what we're uh playing with in terms of new consoles or just reading or anything like that um so we decided to do a little top five tv shows movies uh tv shows slash movies that that we enjoyed throughout the year um it it is a little bit different just because obviously nick and i have very different movie tastes and TV t- and TV show taste, but we do kind of uh, give each other uh, recommendations for any new shows or anything like that that we might have missed. Um, shout out to Battlestar Galactica, which Nick recommended. Still, uh, I can't believe I missed that for so many years, but really great show. Um, I'll start off with Andor. Um, I mean, I've been talking about Andor for so long, about how great it is, and uh, I want more people to see it. Great Star Wars without necessarily being about the main characters in Star Wars. Um, it just shows you how the the rebellion started and how it's deep boots on the ground, local people shit, real regular people shit. Um, so yeah, check out Andor if you haven't. It's on my list. I think my next thing to watch after just wrapping up White Lotus will be Ted Lasso. I've somehow never watched any Ted Lasso, which people who know me find that hard to believe that I've never seen that show. So, And you played soccer, bro. Yeah, I know. I know, I know, I know. That's, 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 what, I'm, that's what I mean. Um, I mean, the, the, only, the only reason I won't uh, shit talk you too hard is because it's not really a soccer show. It's more of like a feel-good show. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, but but yeah, so it's it's that's next in the queue, and then I think after that, or maybe in parallel, because I think Ted Lasso will be like the thing that I watch with with my wife, because I think she's courtesy of the World Cup, and then also Welcome to Wrexham. She's now way more interested in soccer related things, <laughs> so and she's also really on the lookout for some sort of feel good, you know, comedy type show. So. I think we'll watch that together, and then I'll need to watch Andor on my own. So whether I do that later, in parallel to Ted Lasso, I need to figure out. But but Andor is definitely in the queue. Everyone yells at me to watch it. So stop I'll telling Nick to watch Andor. He's gonna watch Andor. Yeah, I want to watch it. I want to watch it. I think it's just because I had such a harsh reaction to Obi Wan that I I just wanted nothing to do with Star Wars TV content for a while, but. You know, there's been overwhelming positive feedback on on Andor, so that's all I need to know. So I'll, g- I'll give it a whirl. But for me, I would say probably my number one, maybe I don't know, number one or number two, but it's, uh, you know, the, the top tier of my top five is uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Uh, I think most people were recommending me to watch it, but if you recall, I was saving this show for when my uh, my TV setup was all all put together and was able to christen the new setup with with this show and it was it was awesome. So I basically uh, it's it's pretty short, but I watched the whole thing in, in two days and then 
immediately started rewatching it. Um, I thought it was, I was disappointed it didn't win best adaptation at Game Awards, but whatever. Like in my mind, it was it was like one of the best game adaptations I've seen. Have you seen Arcane? Uh, no, I haven't, but I, oh. I don't have, I, I know it's good, so I'm not like trying to take anything. anything no, no, I was going to say, but, you have to see Arcane and then I think you, you will see. But I, I'm not a, they're, they're I don't, great. yeah, but I don't play League of, I don't play League of Legends, so. You don't need to. It's hard. That's it's hard, the beauty of it's it. It's hard for me to appreciate the like adaptation aspect of it if I don't know the source material that well, right? No, not, not, not for Arcane, just because I think they did such a great job that if you don't play League of Legends, uh, which has nothing to do with, with well, with, has everything to do with Arcane because it's, it's about, it has about 10 characters of the 160 that League of Legends has, but I think it's done very well where you don't need to have played the game, uh, mm. you'll, you'll like the characters. So I think you, that should also be on the list somewhere. That's after, you just, it's you not on your lot. list, dude. No, no, I'm saying it should be on your list of things to watch. Oh, but, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Got, got I, it. I think I watched Arcane last year. That's why I, I didn't like put it on there. It wasn't a this year thing. Really? Okay. Um, but yeah. yeah. So I just go with Edge Runners. I love well, the mu- the music, the characters, the feeling like it was part of the cyberpunk, which you know I really love the game. Uh, Studio Trigger knocking uh, uh, another one out of the park, man. They do so well with with all their animated shows. Uh, Gurren Lagann. Um, I just had a kill a kill. kill, a kill I yeah. Had, yeah, I just had a brain fart. Um, yeah, Cyberpunk for me as well. Um, it's not on my list, but definitely I thought it was such a great adaptation. Um, told a great story, great acting, great uh, voice acting. Um, great animation. Um, definitely, it, it's a companion piece, I would say, to the game, even though they're set in different times. But if if you play the game, you should definitely watch the anime. And if you watch the anime, you should definitely play the game if you enjoyed it. Uh, my next one is Severance. Uh, I know a lot of people haven't heard of the show. It is on Apple+. Plus. Um, there's not a lot of shows on Apple+, Plus that people gravitate towards. Um, but they have been doing a lot of good shows the last couple of years. They have... Uh, Pachinko, they have uh, Ted Lasso, they have For All Mankind, but Severance is definitely something you have to watch, I would recommend. It's a really, really crazy mind fuck, like you gotta watch it. It's it's basically like, what if you had two different versions of you in the same body? One is during the day, the other one's at night kind of thing. Um, it's it's hard to explain, but definitely uh, worth a check. And definitely the the finale leaves you hanging. It's one of those shows which I haven't experienced like since I experienced Lost, where I wanted to watch it every week and and see what the big mystery was. So definitely uh, something for for everybody to check. What's next on your list? House of the Dragon, which I think we we both have on our list, so maybe we can. Yeah, let's combine this du- one. Du- double, double up on this one. Uh, yeah, I think it was actually you. I think you're the one, and maybe a, a few other friends were telling me to, to to check out the show. But definitely, I think on this podcast, you were like, you need to watch this show. Uh, yeah, because you were a I, little bit burned from uh, the the end yeah. of Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, I think I think a lot. I mean, I would expect a lot of a lot of people to be. Uh, maybe I just took the most aggressive stance where I was just completely done with the intellectual property 
Yeah, you always take these very time. aggressive stances. <laughs> it doesn't take much to, you know, get, get me fired up and not want to watch your content anymore. So, uh, yeah, but I was just so burned by the end of, of Game of Thrones. I really had no desire to get back in, into that into that universe until there was a lot of positive feedback on, on the show. So decided to check it out, really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought there was some pacing and the time jumps and whatever, but I thought, I thought it was a more of a return to form of basically not the last season or two seasons of Game of Thrones kind of when it was, you know, more well-written and the characters, made more sense and and all that so so yeah really really enjoyed that looking forward to the next season uh, and it it's i still have like a sour taste in my mouth with game of thrones but at least this was like put kind of put it back on the path of you know me be, being interested in the universe i was gonna say you'll be happy to know they're making a john snow spin-off so oh my god <laughs> no but uh I, I I did recommend it for a reason. I think they did kind of get back uh, to what made early Game of Thrones so so beloved, which was basically character focus and the dialogue and the betrayal and all that stuff on a smaller scale instead of these big wars fighting for big things or whatever. I mean, even though this is for still fighting for the Iron Throne, um, I think the. Uh, there was a lot of great character work from a lot of the actors. Uh, Matt Smith, great actor. Uh, Emma D'Arcy, great actress. Um, Patty, I forget his name. But the king, Patty, I forget his last name. Um, great, great character. Um, just kind of, you know, if, if you haven't seen the show, I'm not going to spoil anything. But definitely it's there. And I think it's going to be on a better scale than, than Game of Thrones because they actually are going from... Uh, a finished material so you don't have to they, they're not gonna have to make up some ending that that they don't know that's been written um so can't wait until i have to uh watch this again in 2024 because we gotta wait a whole freaking year uh to to watch this but definitely if you haven't checked it out check it out um and and see for yourself it's a, it's a great show you especially if you were a big game of thrones fan uh you won't regret it uh what's next on your list the boys. Uh, that was probably how do, how to describe that? Like to me, to me, this season catapulted the boys to definitely top ten, if not maybe like a top five show of like just show of all time, um, which is a pretty big statement. But I thought. Um, not many shows can pull off actually getting better season over season. And I feel like this is one of the few shows that actually does that. Um, so I don't know if I can talk too much about exactly what happens without spoiling things, but um, I just loved, loved every episode. Um, loved the progression. Looking forward to the next season. Uh, and then did, did you, you watch this too, right? Yeah. yeah. But you, you didn't think this was top top five worthy for you it just it wasn't like fresh on my mind as much um like all the other stuff that i have but i do agree with you it definitely each season has stepped up and i think they do such a great job of introducing these new characters even if it's for one season that are memorable and kind of 
drive a, a good um, point to the story, especially this year with um, Jensen Eccles, Eccles, whatever. The Something like that. Soldier Boy. Supernatural. Sol yeah. Soldier Boy, such a great job. Next year, they got another Supernatural guy with Jeffrey Dean Morgan joining in. Uh, so I, I think they do such a great job. Um, and I know they're kind of staying away, they're kind of veering away from the source material just because the source material didn't have as much stuff as this was on. But it's, it's so, what's the word I want to use? It, it's so like teenage humor for certain things, but it's like not excessively bad where it's like, oh, this is dumb. This is kid humor or whatever. But it's, it's the shit I like. So that, that's all I can say. Yeah, I'm it's, having a really hard like, time describing what I like about the show, but it's just it's just it's right up our alley, is what yeah, it is. Yeah, up our alley. It's <laughs> you know, it's got the right humor. It's kind of a dark dark humor, also some more childish humor. It's you know, pretty not that I love like violent stuff, but it's like a, a lot of action and Well, this is and and you know, not to go too much into it, but this is what I find so wrong a lot with like the Marvel movies cuz they're too cookie cutter. Yeah, these are superheroes. I want to see all the blame spreader and civilians getting killed and all that uh, shit uh buildings getting destroyed. This is what happens when you people with superpowers are just out there running around. So, yeah. I think that that's what I like the most about it. It's very grounded type of thing. Yeah. And, and you definitely know yeah, you definitely know the government's going to be in on this if, if there were real superheroes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And uh Homelander is so good too like his Oh his, yeah, his character star. Just, yeah, his character just gets so much better. I think he got nominated season, for season. a Golden Globe, so I yeah. hope um like I I, I definitely yeah. you don't see a lot of superhero shows getting these these type of recognitions, but I or like sci-fi shows. Um, but I know like uh, the Patty guy, the king from uh, House of the Dragon, Anthony Starr from The Boys, uh, Diego Luna from uh, Andor. Like they're getting a lot more rec recognition, which is good. You know, even if, if these are like fantasy shows or just very vulgar shows or whatever, they they're still good shows. They, these actors are, are doing great performances, so it's good to see them getting recognized. Mm -hmm. All right, what you got? Uh, the next one for me is a movie. It's uh, Barbarian. I know it's. Um, I mentioned it in one of our episodes. Uh, it came out towards the end of the year. It's a horror movie. Um, I like horror movies, but it's one of those things where like they don't scare me as much anymore now that I'm older, and also I don't feel like um, they have a lot of good ones. Uh, but this one really surprised me because it just came out of nowhere. Um, it's on HBO Max. I recommend to check it out. I don't want to spoil it too much, but there's definitely a lot of surprises. A good interesting, uh, a good interesting story to tell. So check it out. What you got? They, um, I don't know if it was the the director or producer, but whoever the creative person is behind Barbarian, uh, they're now going to do a Death Stranding movie. Did you yeah. see that? Yeah. So, because I'm a Kojima fanboy, I'm like, oh, I guess now, you know, who cares what Hugo thinks? Because <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like, you're not gonna listen to me, but now that Kojima, yeah, now that Kojima's working with this guy to make a Death Stranding movie, I'm like, oh, maybe I should watch Barbarian now. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna say you should just so you see that hopefully it's in good hands. I mean, you never know until the finished product, but Barbarian is pretty good. If you watch it, you'll see what I mean, and then you can talk about it. I know you're not, you don't probably talk about horror movies like that, 
I want to see what you think. And also, like, Layla, because I'm pretty sure you're going to be watching with Layla. Maybe. I don't know. No. Let me watch the trailer and, and see, what, see what the vibe is. The trailer's not going to prepare you for what happens in the movie. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, next for me is Mythic Quest, which I'm trying to remember. So there was a new season that came out pretty pretty recently, which were almost... It's almost we're, the end. It's, we're almost I think we're like with? six yeah. or seven episodes uh, on the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So really been enjoying it. I think at least where we're at now, like I don't think we like it as much as the prior seasons, but we're still still really enjoying it and still think it's, at least for me, you know, good enough to be on my top five list. Uh, but yeah, I just really enjoy the show. It's It's, I think... Not dissimilar to Silicon Valley, where uh, if you have worked in the tech industry or just know people who work in the tech industry and then watch Silicon Valley, they get like a lot of a lot of nuances and things right about what it's actually like to to work in those types of environments. And and I think Mythic Quest does a lot of the same, where they they get a lot of the the nuances and like obscure things about gamers and game development and and all that so i think they just do such a good job with that where basically no i don't think i've ever seen um well no what's the what's the other uh didn't didn't you mention a show that's like the esports one? Oh, players oh, no. yeah uh, players, players, players but... on paramount plus where it deals with like a league of legends team yeah yeah so maybe it's there's going to be more of these soon, but I think before Mythic Quest, there was never really like a show that really uh, kind of actually gets, you know, what it means to be a gamer or to work in the game industry. Uh, all other attempts were basically just wildly offensive. <laughs> like, you know, people in their basement and, you know, all that stuff. So uh so i really really enjoy the show i i agree with you i i still love the show and i also agree with you that i i don't think this season i, I love it as much as the f first and second season i think it's just because it's become much more structured where the first and second season was very erratic in in a good way with like just the the main guy ian iron or whatever doing just outrageously dumb things and throwing chaos into everybody else's normal routines so i think i enjoyed that more whereas this season i feel like he's taking a backseat which is good because you know you kind of focus on other characters but um i think you and i enjoy the little chaos in in the tv shows a lot <laughs> yeah i don't know what that says about us i think Ian taking a backseat is definitely a contributor to not liking this this season as much uh, yeah, I guess we just like shows where there's at least one psycho just, just running, running. Some guy trying to make things yeah. fun. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. uh, the fun guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, next on my list and, and last is Prey. And the reason I put this, I saw this actually on a plane uh, to Vegas when, when we were going for Evo. Um, I was like, what movie can I put? I want to watch a movie. Uh, so I downloaded uh, uh, Prey into my iPad and I watched it. Damn. Such a great movie. Unfortunately, it was only released on Hulu uh, Plus on TV. I wish this would have been released in theaters and it would have gotten... I mean, even though it did great great buzz, I thought it was a great movie. Um, I'm a fan of the original uh, Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jesse Ventura, 
uh, all those guys uh, from the 80s. Um, and even the other ones I'm a fan of just because I, I, I like seeing the Predator alien just bust people up. But I, I like the way that they did this one. Uh, call back to to the early Native American era um, and just the original Prey. And also the, the director, Big Gamer. Um, so he kind of used his, his gaming bona fides to kind of um, make the movie, I, I guess say. He, he used some of that. Um, so really enjoyable movie. If you haven't checked it out, I definitely, it's, it's worth your time. Um, and hopefully they, they make another good one. What you got next? I don't know if this is actually eligible, but I put the World Cup. <laughs> so uh, I'll allow it. I mean, it's only you. Yeah. We're, we're the judges, so yeah. yeah if okay. you put it in, if I'll, you allow it, then allow we're good, it. right? Uh, Otherwise, I could say nay, and then you can't talk about it. But I'll allow it. Well, well the reason it's on there is because I actually don't. Uh, as I reflected on my 2022 content consumption, I really didn't watch that much television. I think you I, did. It's just you didn't watch a lot of television that like grabbed you in a sense where like you could recall at the end of the year or whatever. Like, oh shit, this great show maybe, that I watch or this movie. And you also yeah. you did a lot of things. You moved and all that shit. So I feel like well, yeah, yeah, it was it was just a busy busy year. I think the move definitely was a was a pretty big drag. Where I had uh, a lot of free time, where I could just watch shit at work all the time. You know, <laughs> miss that, miss my old job. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so maybe I just need to think harder, but there's still no, I can't think of any TV shows that really jump out to me other than the ones I already listed. And then I can't think of any movies where I was like, you know, wow, that was incredible and needs to be on this list. And you watch Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. I thought you were, you were really hyped about that for a while. Too. Yeah, I was, I was hyped for it. We watched it. It was like, okay, it was okay. Um, I think it's just really Marvel movie burnout and, you know, so like I'll probably continue watching, you know, most of them. It used to be the case that I watched all of them, you know, at all, at any cost, like usually like right at launch. So, um, but yeah, just like the quality hasn't been there and maybe not as enjoyable. Um, so yeah, I think that might be the only movie I saw. In theater, did Shang Chi come out this year too, or was that last year? I don't know. Uh, that was last year. It was last year? Okay. okay. Yeah. But yeah, dude, this Top Gun Maverick. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Honorable mention it. for me on yeah. there. Anyways, you're kind of beating around the bush. What's your? <laughs> what did you want to say? Was your was your thing that you want to mention? What's That's it. It's World five? Cup. World, World Cup, Cup, dude. Uh, you know? Did you want to say? I mean, we went to watch a game at a bar that was in that had just opened at ten in the morning, and the the bartender hated us. But we had a good time. Yeah, I had a that was a great day. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ten a.m. Budweiser's. Jack no and Cokes. In, yeah, no one else. <laughs> in the, yeah, you were doing Jack and Cokes. Uh, no one else in the bar. It was for a like great the first like sixty minutes, and then people yeah. started kind of piling in a bit. But I mean, it's the same every year. Uh, not every year. Every four years, when the World Cup runs around, um, you really get do get hyped. I think this in my lifetime at least, has been the best one I've seen, especially with the finale that just aired a couple hours ago, uh, Argentina versus France. Spoiler alert, Argentina won 3-3 on penalty kicks. Um, 
but it was amazing. I mean, like that the last game, uh, I'm pretty sure you watched it this morning. It was like mm-hmm. back and forth, Messi scoring some goals, finally getting up there, you know. This is one of the last trophies that he needed. And then you got Mbappe just fucking getting a hat trick, man. Like he just needs better teammates, unfortunately. I'm sorry, friends, but you got to help the guy. Um, but it was it was an amazing match. I thought like at halftime people were calling it for Argentina. Then Argentina goes and fucks it up. Yeah, two, two. That, they had that pattern throughout the tournament uh, where they get a comfortable lead and then they their defense just starts checking out or I, I don't know what happens but um they i think it was until the, like the 80th minute or something uh it was like a insanely dominant performance by argentina and then things just fell apart at the end yeah i gotta uh, give it to the to the goalkeeper that dude's uh, amazing and i have i saw this photo where he's holding the what what is that they give the goalkeeper the best golden glove the golden glove he has it like oh yeah erect as a penis yeah he did that on the stage uh we actually have that that's now like our whatsapp like photo for one of our groups because we thought that was so funny so that's my type uh, of guy that guy right there yeah just do something i mean i would have done the exact same thing so exactly yeah uh but you know, I thought that was a good, a good, uh, like that was the ending I wanted. Where uh, I think pe- you know, people would ask me, "Who do I want to win?" And then I said, "Well, wouldn't it be great if the U.S. won?" But uh, if not, no, them, it wouldn't be great if the U.S. won because then the U.S. wouldn't shut up about soccer. No, I don't want that to happen. That's, that's fine. Um, no, it would have been. It'd be cool if they won, but it wasn't likely. Uh, so if it wasn't them, I wanted Argentina to win. Uh, reason being is for club club soccer. I'm a Barcelona fan. Messi was very much a part of of the success of of Barcelona, and he kind of grew up at at Barcelona and spent most of his career there. So, and he had never won a World Cup. So I was really rooting for him to finally you know check the box and winning a World Cup. So yeah, it was that was great. It was uh, it was a ha- happy morning. Well, that just leaves one question that all the fans want to know: Messi or Ronaldo? It's it's Messi, dude. It's Messi, Messi it's all messy. the way. Yeah, oh, I mean, now I I always thought it was Messi. So you thought but it was then, Messi before the World Cup win? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, now yeah, even yeah, more Messi. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. good. That's and good. then now it's even now it should be pretty clear, right? Just from a trophy perspective. Yeah. Also, because Ronaldo was on the bench the whole time. But that's yeah. for another soccer podcast that we don't have. Yeah. <laughs> but there you go. That's it. That's um, our list for top shows and top games for 2022. If you guys want to share your thoughts, our Discord is open. Please uh, give us uh, your shows that you liked, your movies that you liked, any uh, new toys that you guys got, anything you read, or any games that you played that we might have missed. Um, in 2022 or even before 2022 so please join discord give us a a, a little nudge uh, send us a message let us know what what you guys uh, what you guys think we should check out um, we're gonna move on to some closing thoughts um, little compact damn this this one's running wrong uh, ah, this one's running long our last episode of the year it's a beefy one again um, closing thoughts I just want to start off with some Rick and Morty uh, Nick and I big Rick and Morty fans, I think we we quote Rick and Morty 
the most and then right up there where I think you should leave. <laughs> if you know us personally and just hanging around with us, it's either Rick and Morty or I think you should leave quotes. I mean, I say, I say you don't know me 40 times a day. So, oh, yeah. And then I respond with, you do know me. <laughs> Um, but new season of Rick and Morty wrapped up. Um, very tame season compared to the other seasons. I think the more uh, the, the older seasons were outrageous. This one, they kind of tried to do a con- continuity thing, which they always kind of try to stay away from and and be more ground uh, down to earth or whatever grounded. And it it was good because Rick and Morty is good. I think they have a great writers or whatever. Um, but it wasn't as good as the most outrageous season. Um, but I think. The good thing going forward at the end of the uh, for the season finale, they kind of reset the status quo again, so they're kind of going to go back to just the outrageous adventures, which I always liked. Um, then uh, we talked about the World Cup, amazing, amazing game, amazing uh, stuff going on. I did want to talk about Destiny 2, Fortnite, and League of Legends. So, obviously, with the holiday season and all these live service games, I always love participating in the holiday content that they release. Destiny has the the Festival of Dawning, which is like a Christmas thing. Fortnite also has uh, some Christmas thing. And then League of Legends has some Christmas things. But I wish that they would give me more time with it. Because I can't play three live service games and expect to get all the free loot and spend so much time to get all the content. I can't do this. I don't have enough time in the day to like get the skins, get the artifacts, get the... Uh, the cosmetics, I can't do all that. So it kind of sucks. I'm trying to balance three games at the same time. Doesn't help. And also trying to get like all the XP and whatever. Um, we've been playing uh, Fortnite. We've been playing with D-Pass and his son. Uh, what's his son's name? On, on... Dill, Dill Puppy. Yeah, Dill Puppy and D-Pass. We've got AKA, some... AKA The Sweat. Yeah, he's he's definitely way better than us. I would say I'm the second best person in the group. You know, that's just based on my opinion. I, I've gotten more. Okay. I got more eliminations. You know, I I also won the game that we played together. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, no, but it's it's been fun, man. The the no build mode, um, playing as a group. Just even even when we lose, we usually get like high ranking in the five to ten uh, last last teams or whatever. But it's, it's been fun. Um, that's why I love the, these games. Um, you've been having fun playing some league. Playing some league? Oh no, no playing. You've been having. I was fun like, no, I ha- absolutely have not been. No, you yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, it was on my during the top five games portion of this of this episode. You know, I was talking about it, so um, don't have too much more to add. But yeah, I've been really enjoying it. Uh, really like zero build mode. The I think the new. Which zero build mode has been around for a while, but um, uh, just with, with the new chapter. I think it started with chapter three, right? Like yeah, yeah, it was somewhat recent, but yeah, I think it was you know called chapter three or somewhere around there. But it was really the you know so the new engine. I think the game just looks amazing. Oh my god, I can't uh, wait to to see like Unreal Engine five because really there's not a lot of games that have Unreal Unreal yeah. Engine five. I can't wait to see it used more broadly. Yeah, and I think um, just with every you know refresh of the game, they always have new weapons and and things, and it doesn't always 
I don't, I don't always enjoy, you know, the mix of weapons that they have in any given release, but with this current version, I'm really enjoying the weapon options and specifically the, the hammer or gravity hammer, whatever that thing is. I know a lot of people are very annoyed by it, but, um, I think it's, I've been having a lot of fun with it. So, so yeah, I've been playing a lot of that. I that mean, that's and, one. Oh. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I think that's one of the things where, like, it surprises me. Yeah, it surprises me every time um, going back into Fortnite year after year, year after year, where, like, there's enough new mechanics where it's like, oh man, it's a different game. Like, you got to play it differently or whatever. Whether it's, like you said, the hammer, then they also had, like, the Spider Man web shooters. Uh, now they all also have, like, the All Might uh, Smash or whatever. Like, it's, it's a fun game, and, and they're just, they reinvent themselves every year with. Even if they kind of take other mechanics from other games and they use it, I think it, it just makes the game more fun and they're doing a great job at it. Um, and with the content churning out with all the skins and stuff, I'm still on the lookout. I want like a perfect skin, but I don't know what it is and I don't want to buy a skin and then like regret it because I don't want to. I know myself, I know from playing Paragon from Epic and how much I spent on those skins, which is like $500, $600. I know if I get into the thing. That's that's my gotcha. That's like my that'll hook me. That's man. a gotcha. Yeah, it's gonna. I'm gonna be having so many Fortnite skins, and then it's gonna be like a thousand dollars or something. No, I don't want that. Um, but yeah, um, what was the last thing we wanted to talk about? I'll let you lead off with that. Street Since, Fighter Six, well, second. <laughs> Where to begin? Uh, the Where second, to begin? The I'm so upset about this. Second I mean, I'm happy, but I'm upset. <laughs> second network test uh, was. It's basically happening now. Uh, so we've been playing, or at least I played a little bit on Friday. Uh, yeah, we're recording today, Sunday. We're recording on a Sunday. Uh, I think maybe we both played a little bit on Friday on our own, and then we played a lot last night, one on one with each other. Uh, how do we know how many how many matches we actually ended up playing? So we don't know the exact tally because it was a very long night. I think it was like three hours uh, or more um, that we played against each other. Great game, loving it. Um, but Nick kicked my ass, man. Like <laughs> I'm not a big fighting game guy, so. Here we go. I mean, if that that's fine, but you were talking a tremendous amount of shit. Basically, for the last ever since you got the beta about how you're gonna kick my ass, so what am I gonna do? Not talk shit? Yes, it's me. Um, I'm not a big fighting game guy. I I love watching it, but I've never um, had the mechanics down. Um, but uh, ever since I played Evo um, Street Fighter Six at Evo, I was like, man, this game looks good. It feels comfortable uh, from a, a newbie perspective. So I was like, I'm gonna check it out. And like Nick said, he got the first beta. He played that. Uh, and then on the second beta now, fortunately, I was able to get in and we were playing against each other and I had a counter and the matches were going by so quick that I couldn't even keep up. <laughs> but I think the count ended like 80 wins to Nick and like five to me, which I'm happy for my five. I was learning. Nick was was being good. He wasn't being he wasn't rubbing it in too much, which was super funny. The, the chat, the chat was the chat was doing me, the yeah. work. You know. <laughs> Uh, I didn't need to pile on. Uh, this is this is a quick little fuck you to Kamui, fuck you to Zero, fuck you to Keezy, fuck you to Oscar, fuck you to Miguel. I, I don't know. Fuck you to a lot of people who were giving me shit in the chat. Man, I don't play fighting games. 
I'm okay, but you guys were really giving me shit. <laughs> I'll add that uh, I got in trouble because I was being too loud. Oh, yeah, that was we were, funny. So my, my wife gave me some shit for being too loud because we're having too much fun. Too much fun. And then um, after, after we wrapped up, she was like, what are you, like, what were you doing? And I'm like, oh, yeah, it was the, the Street Fighter Network test. I was finally playing against Hugo. And I was like, oh, yeah, we played for a while. We played like 80. I thought it was like 80 matches. Yeah, man, it was like so many matches. And then I, I asked her, I was like, hey, how many, let's just say it was 80 matches. Like, I was like, <laughs> I was like how many matches do you think I won versus how many think Hugo won? She was like, oh, I don't know, like, like just say 50-50. And I was like... No, I won 75 of them, and he won five of them. And then it's, it's like, like the hardest I've ever seen her laugh <laughs> in a long time. Like, she was... <laughs> Wait till I see her. I mean, she, she is your wife, so... She was, uh, dude, she was, she's your wife. I'll let she her was laughing her ass off, dude. She couldn't, she couldn't believe it. Um, no, we're having so much fun, man. It's, it's a great beta. Um, I think it's just very accessible from a newbie standpoint. Um, I was playing with the modern controls for a bit, which I didn't like as much just because it just uh, it just has your input. You press one button and it does a move, and I don't feel like that's a good way to learn, uh, uh, especially if you want to get good at fighting games. Um, but like I was getting my ass kicked, but I was having fun, and I learned as I went along. And you, I know you know a lot more in the sense of because you watch a lot more fighting games, and it was good. Because you were like, hey, you should do this, you should do that. But I'm going I'm to just say you're a fucking cheap-throwing bitch. You just spam the throws, love, you fucking I love, bitch. I love throwing. <laughs> oh. What are, what are your thoughts on, on the beta, man? It's great. No, I'm, I'm, uh, which I think I've, I've said before, but I, I watch way more fighting games than I actually play fighting games. I actually haven't really played that much of really any any street fighter game um so i definitely wouldn't call myself like a good a good you know fighting game player or or street fighter player uh but because i watch it so much i have like a general idea of what people should be doing <laughs> it's just that i'm I, I don't know exactly how to execute it or i just haven't you know memorized all the all the combos or all the different like matchups and situations so but you know because i watch it um I have a somewhat of a foundation to start with, but I'm just having such a fun time actually playing where i I think the beta has really been very convincing for me to be like, okay, I think I'm actually going to play street fighter six a lot and attempt to get actually good at it, you know, get at it enough to where I can, you know, maybe like just join some, some local tournaments or, I'm absolutely not going to win, but just just for fun, just to be able to like go to a competition and, and mess around. Like I at least want to not look like my objective is to just not look completely foolish if I join one of those. And if I can accomplish that, then I'll be I'll be like, I don't even have to win anything. Like I just want to look be somewhere. The first guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just even being the first guy. Like, uh, so you know, I, I've been I've been really enjoying it. Um, I don't know if I like. So obviously I was playing a lot of Ken, who I'm just most comfortable with. Uh, I'm not really digging the current roster, so I'm, I'm looking forward to the full game launching. And I think there's, what is it, like 12, more, twelve more characters? Yeah. Uh, we we or, played with eight, and then I, so I believe so the, the initial roster is 20, yeah. Oh, is it 20? Okay. Yeah. It's 18 or 20, I can't remember. Whatever it is, but... 
Um, but I'm really looking forward to experimenting with some of the newer characters and figuring out who I should be, who I should be playing as. Um, I think you really like you got Ken down to a science man because uh, you play with him mostly. Um, you also played a little Guile. You played a little Chun Li. Um, I'm, I was mostly swapping around. I haven't played fighting games since uh, Street Fighter Two, um, and I'm not good at them. So I was like, I was trying to find my character. And I was rotating for a bit. I thought Luke was going to be my good one. But I think I settled in with Kimberly. I like her moves. She's pretty fast. She's pretty... I just got to learn the moves. I actually got to learn what she does. Because yeah. I was kind of keeping it on a basic level. But it's it's enjoyable where like I want to learn. I want to watch some videos. Obviously, because the game doesn't come out until June of next year. I think I'm going to pump the brakes. And, and maybe not go into it too much. Because there's... If I try to learn all this stuff right now, I'm not going to use it for uh, six months. Even though I think the, that the pace that this is going, they'll probably have another two or three tests just to see, to test the network, test the characters or whatever, make sure everything's good before full release. Cool. That's all I got. I think we we have a lot of uh, overlap with our closing thoughts, so I don't really have yeah. too much more to no, add. No, no, that was it. I mean... Uh, but thank thank you everybody who joined us on our on our stream channel pressing buttons GG on Twitch, uh, and they watched me get my ass kicked for like eighty fights in a row before I won one. It was an amazing experience, and I, honestly, like even though I was losing a lot, I was learning. Uh, Nick was learning too with his new hit stick uh, that he was using, um, and just we're we're both learning the game, so it's good to kind of play off each other. Hopefully. Uh, we get a lot of more of these experiences, and if the beta comes out, hopefully you guys sign up and we can play against each other. But we want to be doing um, these type of uh, Twitch broadcasts where we play games against each other, and also if the community wants to get involved, uh, play against the community. So keep looking forward to that on our the channel. chat. The chat was the chat was ready super. to play, man. They were like, "Get me in here! Like, I want to, I want some of this." So. I did. I did feel a little bit jaded because I feel like. It's the same thing because I know like half the people on Discord. It's also, I know mostly half the people on the chat. And they were just like, you suck, Hugo. Way to go, you loser. Like they were just rooting for me to fail, which is funny. But, oh my God. But, and, and, and the funny thing was I was like, but none of you are in the beta. Why aren't you fighting me? So, yeah, next time sign up for the beta and then you can fucking talk shit directly. But yeah, that's it. That's it uh, for Pressing Buttons 2022, man. Uh, anything you want to say? Any great accomplishments? It's Who who would have thought? Me and you, 46 episodes. Yeah, year. no, I I mean, I think that's that's an accomplishment, man. Yeah, 46, man. 46 out of 52. Yeah, and we... Uh, Call it 90%, uh, you know, completion, we, I guess. And we were happy doing it. And we're going to be happy doing it in 2023. So, uh, yeah, just stick with us, guys. It only gets better. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. We got to do, we'll figure out what we're doing for, for next year in general. But I think we got to do a big, big 50. Oh, yeah. I don't All know. Right. We got to do something special for, for number 50. All right, we'll figure it out, but yeah. we'll keep you updated. We'll keep you updated on Discord, so make sure you join our Discord. And that's it uh, for the last episode of the year. Thanks for joining us uh, throughout, and uh, we'll see you in 2023. I'm Hugo. Bye. I'm Nick. Later.
Thanks for joining us on episode 46 of Pressing Buttons. The show is produced and edited by Nick and myself. Our awesome music is composed by Layla, and our show art is done by Deepaz Design. Don't forget to give us a rating and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. See you next year.